Twitter has tweeted, whose board has now spoken. Musk owns the site, and all the world's broken. A political poem. In the halcyon days of 2006, when, as I recall, fewer heretics roamed the earth, a bold company was conceived, in whose potential everyone believed. It billed itself as the new public square, a place of untamed and unfettered air, a place round which witty salvos could fly, hot takes bounce and fierce arguments vie. It favored those who, with crisp brevity, could pwn someone with jocularity, or, to a post devastatingly short, thrust right back with a sharp lethal retort. It was, as I said, an air wild and free, full of links, laughs, gifts, and quick repartee. All thoughts were welcome, no ideas prescribed. All bibulous banter was warmly imbibed. All users drank deep from liberty's well and leapt at the notifications bell. It was a place unclean, not without litter, but we loved it still, and we called it Twitter. But through the years, Twitter underwent change, and for freedom censorship did exchange. No longer was it a platform for all, but a big, unbending, left-leaning wall. A bastion behind which good leftists went, where, from the real world, they'd retire and vent amongst themselves. And their followers grew. To them did the spoils of Twitter accrue. Check marks like blessings were conferred on them, bedazzling their profiles like bright blue gems. And in time there developed a schism, as something corrupted the algorithm. All of a sudden, the technology changed. The wires were crossed, the software rearranged, so that conservatives were excluded from those fine jewels to which I alluded. For reasons that no one could understand, tweets from conservatives were shadow-banned. If they proclaimed opinions deemed untoward by the vengeful, wrathful, woke corporate board, a group of censorious leftist mules who acts supinely like Democrat tools, and follows, like lemmings, ideologues over the steep, mean cliffs of rancorous blogs. They would be silenced, unfollowed or blocked, of their reach stripped, their sacred blue checks defrocked, from this high place excommunicated, cast off to parlor where no one waited. It happened to those who gasp, their dead name, those whose genitals were not quite the same as before, or those with the temerity to publish Hunter Biden's laptop story. For the first sin the Babylon Bee paid, for the second the New York Post was blamed. Each from its account was barred, suspended, enjoined to tweet until it amended its language. I ask, does this sound quite free? To quiet those who, with legitimacy, Disclose to us highly relevant facts or satirize clowns to make us all laugh? And, lest we forget the boldest of moves from the site, President Trump was removed. A choice made after that infamous rally, after which Trump inexplicably dallied to quell the horde. We remember the day, January 6th, as though twere yesterday. Inexcusable, sure, was his response with which we'll deal later, not for the nonce. But did it justify his being banned while evil dictators continue to stand on the site? 
their stance unshook and secure, about their calls to violence no less demure, no less restrained in their calls for the death of those on whom they pour their poisonous breath. Somehow their evil continues to stand, as they elude the slightest reprimand. In steps, at this point, a peculiar man, a Canadian-reared white African, who, as a boy more precocious than most, had brains of which an old genius might boast. Brought to the States at the age of nineteen, restless in pursuit of his lofty dream, not only to charge e-payments online, but the term E-V at once to define. Like Alexander, whose greatness no place could hold, he sought his next boon up in space. Now, with his rockets, we flirt with the stars and aim very soon to colonize Mars. From planets to brains he opted to sink, to probe our minds with his strange Neuralink. And, sinking lower, quite deep in the ground, his boring company digs tunnels around. Who is this man who's accomplished so much? None but the deprecated Elon Musk. Deprecated? How on earth can this be? Is not Musk the perfect epitome of America? A foreigner born? Of that place no less of mankind's morn? Where, beneath the sun of Africa's heat, Homo sapiens first walked on two bare feet? He came here, and, through grit and enterprise, has not only touched, but conquered the skies. But this fallen god finds himself despised, scorned by the left, by his old friends chastised. Why? He made a move to purchase Twitter, that place where our scarce time goes to fritter, where free thinkers like him are oft scolded if they resist the narratives molded. Flush with cash and of more funding availed, to Twitter's HQ Musk buoyantly sailed, hoping there to find a welcoming port, but meeting instead an unfriendly sort. This board, about whom we've heard so much since, included a Saudi Arabian prince, and many others, to Musk's view unkind, to his passion cool, and his vision blind. At best to his coming they were mm, lukewarm, and planned to sink him in a brewing storm. To be a part owner with their consent, Musk offered a sizable ten percent, against which his enemies pushed and bristled, in response to which his supporters whistled. By this brash offer, the board was displeased, and planned to kick Musk behind his rich knees. In a desperate effort, this deal to kill, they prescribe what's known as a poison pill. For financial terms, elsewhere must you go, and yet at the least this much should you know. A poison pill, as it's casually termed, is used to defend a vulnerable firm from being usurped. By whom? Well, another who's well equipped for a hostile takeover. To dilute his stake was their shrewd intent that Elon was able to circumvent. He did so by hatching a plan that night. Your poison be damned. I'll buy you outright. Of all true boss moves, I know no greater than that employed by this great innovator. Now he's the sole free-spirited owner 
of the once, now again, free-spirited Twitter. Yet, at this, ostensible liberals raged, proving again from their name disengaged, the thought of all speech unfettered and free was met by the left with hostility, their shrill throats filled with loud barbaric cries sounding democracy's imminent demise, warning that if free speech were untrammeled, our soft body politic would be trampled on. This from those who protested Berkeley for its perceived assaults on liberty, from those on whom the downtrodden rely to give voice when out the voiceless can't cry. Now the left has revealed its true color, black, the shade beneath which freedom smothered. Yet, with some luck, we've seen through this long night, with Musk at the head providing the light. So cheers to Twitter. A new chapter awaits. Let's unlock the pads and open the gates. And with that, my esteemed subscribers, my cherished listeners, my devoted friends, that is all I have for this week's political poem. Please subscribe to this channel, share this episode with a friend, and comment below. Beyond that, I wish you farewell from Finnerin's Wake.